Hello and welcome to the Immersive Wire podcast, where you find all the latest info and analysis of the immersive industry. Hello and welcome to the Immersive Wire interview. My name is Tom Fisk and here with me today is Johnny, which I'll let Johnny introduce himself. Hi, I'm Johnny Keeley. Uh, I'm from Igloo Vision. I'm a photographer, a videographer and lots of things in between. Awesome. Nice and snappy and short. Uh, what do you do at Igloo? Uh, I'm, I'm in the marketing department, so I, I do all the videos, all the photography, the website stuff. Uh, it's a pretty fun job. You know, I just get to make things look really cool. I get to mess around as well, I assume. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's quite a creative role. It's, uh, it's really fun. It's, it's, it's what I did before. It's a passion of mine. So uh, I really enjoy that. Um, how long have you been working at Igloo for? Uh, about three years now. I contracted with them beforehand just as a, as a videographer. And then they just got really, really busy and, uh, <laughs> and asked me to full time to do their videos. Yeah, the, the general sentiment I have from uh, Igloo is that they're constantly busy all the time. Yeah, that, that's very, very true. It's, uh, it, we're, we're hiring really fast. It's a very fast moving company. Everything's changing quickly and everyone's working super hard. So it's kind of like, it's a pretty crazy environment to work in, but it's really, really enjoyable. Is it crazy as in like the amount of clients you're coming in is kind of ridiculous? It's just that like, there's lots and lots of different avenues that we work in uh, and it is a relatively small company. It's, it's punching way above its weight, if that makes sense. It's a, mm. it's a small company doing really big things. So, you know, there's a lot asked of everyone and everyone is rising to it. So that, that just means that there's this great sort of um, a great feel and, and uh, kind of culture to the company and a lot is expected of you. But it's also, you know, there's a lot of reward for it as well. Yep. Didn't you guys like get some funding recently? I think I saw in the Shropshire Times or something. Yeah, we recently received a, a quite a large investment, which is, you know, we're, we're extremely happy about and, and proud of because, you know, it's not it's not an easy time for any company. Mm. Um, so, you know, we're blown away that, that during this time that we've managed to secure uh, investment. Uh, it's quite a sort of, you know, uh, it makes us all feel really good that we're, we're doing the right thing. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So tell me about yourself, mate. Um, are you actually, uh, you personally interested in immersive as an industry? Absolutely. Yeah. As soon as, uh, as soon as the, the Oculus, um, the, the, you know, the dev kit one, as soon as that was being talked about, I was really, I was super interested in it. Uh, I was waiting at my computer when the release candidate was coming out as I was watching the countdown. Uh, just, I couldn't get it. I could, I couldn't afford it at the time. Um, and uh, yeah, I'd waited for the countdown. I was checking my PC specs and all that sort of stuff. And that was the, that was the killer for me. I, I could get the headset, but my computer wouldn't run it at the time. So um, funnily enough, I didn't have enough USBs <laughs> uh, at the time. But I love, on, that, that, I love that, that I love that that was the issue. So, oh, I got this <laughs> Oculus headset, but USBs, that was the real issue. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I needed, in order to run all the other stuff I'd normally run as well, you know, I could obviously chop and change, but, and I did, I did, I, I upgraded and I, I got the, uh, I got the Oculus. And as soon as I was in there, you know, I realized, wow, you know, contrary to many people's other opinions, I was like, wow, the hype didn't do it justice. This is even better. That was what I was thinking. That's a, that's a fun thing. How many years ago was that? <laughs> uh, this would have been, uh, I don't know, a couple of years now. I was a little late to the party, but I bought the, um, uh, the release Oculus, uh, the Rift. And then straight away after that, I got the Go, uh, the Oculus Go. And I, I did really like that. But, you know, the things I really enjoyed about the Rift just didn't transfer to the Go. So unfortunately, my Oculus Go has sat for a little while. And then I was tempted to sell my Oculus 
but then my mum panicked and she was like, well, no, 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 that means I can't play Elven Assassin anymore with you. <laughs> so funnily enough, I was in Argos the other day, not the other day, but this is, you know, what, a year ago even now, uh, with my mum uh, picking something else up and she saw an advert for the Oculus Quest. And uh, she'd had like a couple of goes on this game, Elven Assassin. Uh, and then she just, she was like, yeah, she just impulse bought the Oculus Quest. So she's what, 60 plus? Uh, not their target market, but she was completely sold on it and got, got the Quest. So she sits at home uh, with her back to the sofa, uh, trying to keep super safe and just plays those sorts of games. It's, it's amazing the type of people that are taking on VR. I don't think it is one sort of set of people. I think it's pockets within every, um, you know, every demographic. No, I completely agree. Um, it's curious you mentioned Elven Assassin as the key title. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just, you know, it's easy. You, you open it up, it runs. It's, it, yeah, it's a great, great little game, I think. But the thing is, though, is um, that's with Oculus and the VR headset. But Igloo is different yeah. because they do, um, for those listeners who don't know, they do more um, circular kind of projections where um, you get immersed in kind of a 360 space with lots of applications around that. So it's, it's immersive, but like in a very different way from VR. So I guess my question yeah. is, why did you go more go towards 360 projection as opposed to virtual reality? Well, you know, it was happening at the same time. You know, Igloo has been around for over 10 years. Um, and Igloo has always done this, what we call shared VR, which is, you know, it's the same as VR, except you're getting lots and lots of people in the same space. Um, and the important thing is that they're watching the same content at the same time. Um, you know, within a headset, you know, you have multiplayer experiences, but essentially it's one person in a headset, whereas Igloo is delivering one set of content to everyone at the same time. So you can still gauge reaction with people and those sorts of things. Uh, and so it really was just, you know, I've always been interested in 360, uh, regardless of its delivery method. Um, Igloo is delivering it in, in one way and VR is delivering it in another. And actually those two things are not competing with each other. We use headsets for a lot of things. Um, we use headsets within igloos sometimes, you know, these are two things happening at the same time. Yeah, but the thing is though, is... no, I agree. It's just, um, it's your wording, they're saying that they're, they're not competing, which I agree with, by the way, you're, you're, you're operating very different markets, aren't you? Yeah, well, it depends really. It depends on the market. So here's an example. Okay. So let's, let's look at the, uh, you know, the, the construction industry. A lot of um, people are, are using um, headsets to, to demo designs and show people what they're doing in 3D space because, you know, a lot of these, um, like, you know, really, really big uh, projects are designed in 3D space, obviously, mm. uh, down to the absolutely tiny details. And then you need a way of sort of viewing that. Uh, so you can use a headset, um, and, but you can also view that in an igloo, for example. You can use the same thing at the same time. Or sometimes you have these platforms where, you can design in the headset, um, like on the fly, you can be designing as you go. Uh, you could have one person in there, two people in there, as many as you want really, depending on how many headsets you have access to. And they can be designing the space, but there is no sort of spectator element to it. Um, so we have something called VR spectator and simply what that is, uh, it is uh, using integrated platforms. Uh, there's one called the Wild, which is a, a great um, a sort of 3D design um, platform. And you can actually watch people working in there, in their headsets, in full 360. Uh, and for anyone who knows about headsets, you know that they don't, they don't render the full 360, they render what you can see. Um, so it's not as simple as you know, plugging it into lots of monitors. There's quite a lot of integration necessary to make that happen, but that's a really good example of how the two technologies work um, together at the same time. Yeah, 
some very interesting applications. Uh, I do keep seeing Igloo all over the place because you seem <laughs> to be everywhere. So um, it's quite fun to follow. But, but, but no, yeah. do tell me about yourself. So you fell into um, the immersive industry. Um, you do a lot of stuff in relation to it. By the sounds of it, you're interested in the gaming side of it with Elven Archer. Were there any other titles which you enjoyed? Yeah, you know, there's there's a great game called Killing Floor. I remember when Killing Floor Two was coming out. Um, I, you know, I, again, I sat waiting for it. Uh, so there were some great, um, great uh, comments in the in the forum. It was they said it was coming out early. You know, whatever year it was, let's say it was uh, like 2015 or whatever. And as soon as um, soon as it was after New Year's, I just happened to be on 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 Steam, and I noticed there was comments immediately in early 2015 or whenever it was. Um, and, and then when I saw that, that Killing Floor was making a VR game, I knew it was going to be terrifying. And it was the first time I've ever played a game where I've genuinely been too afraid to continue playing the game. I didn't want to take the headset off, but I remember there's this one moment near the beginning of the, uh, of the storyline where you're sort of in this uh, cabin in the woods and you mm -hmm. can hear all the zombies around you. And I remember just sitting uh, in the one room with my back to the wall, knowing that there wasn't going to be anything coming behind me and actually having to you know, pluck up the courage to continue playing the game. Now, if that's not a, uh, an example of, of how immersive um, things are, you know, then what is? <laughs> yeah. Um, would you say you're good with horror games at all or are you a bit shoddy? I've never, never been interested in horror games. They've never delivered what I want. Interested or scared? I don't know. I, I remember playing... <laughs> I come it was a game ages ago for the PlayStation and me and my friend used to sit in a, in a dark room and play it to try and you know, get it as scary as we could. But I never really felt like they were really that scary. Uh, however, when you put them in a VR headset, all of that changes completely. Uh, you know, it's ter terrifying. And I think that now we're getting to the point where these games, these VR games are, you know, they're becoming really, really practiced. And lots of the methods that people have been testing are being refined. And we're seeing some really, really fantastic games coming out with really good storylines and really good mechanisms in them to deliver things that we've not seen in games before. Yeah. Um, I just, no, I can't do horror games. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I can't. Um, I'm, I've been looking forward to some other things in the future as well. Uh, one day I want to actually try Half-Life Alex to see the hype okay. one day. Yeah, yeah, again, yeah. The thing that's struggling, I'm struggling with, though, is hard drive space. You know, these games are huge, and they take a long, long time to download. Um, and that's just games across the board, you know. I, I don't play games all the time, but, you know, I, I tend to play small, little bite-sized games. I don't like to dive into, you know, massive 60-gigabyte downloads. I just I haven't got the time for that. Mm, I agree. Um, I, I mean, my, my hard drive space is going to be filled up quite quickly with uh, Zoom calls. So I do need to find <laughs> some way to uh, bulk it out. But, no, you know, but the thing... Sorry, sorry carry on. on. You no, you, you I was gonna say, Yeah, I was going to say that it, the headset for me, that the wonder of the headset, you know, it's fun to play games. But for me, the real wonder is, uh, and it's funny I, should, I, I say that word, because there's a game called Wonder. Uh, mm -hmm. And it's not really a game. It's like Google Street View. Um, but you can quite, kind of be anywhere in the world and 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 just look around you. It's, it's real photography, it's 360 photography, and it works just like Google Street View. I'm not, they may even be using the same, um, you know, the same imagery from Google Street View, but it's just laid out in such a wonderful way that you know, I'm visiting places I went on holiday to once. Um, and again, this is another one I showed my mum. Uh, it's a kind of thing that you know, is really good to bring back nostalgia and to, for people to remember places and spaces that they've been to. 
Uh, and that sort of, I tried a little bit of that with 360 photography as well. And I, I, I really enjoyed that side of VR as well, which again applies to the, the shared VR, like I was talking. Uh, I was recently up in, in Scotland uh, just before this, um, the, the COVID-19 uh, crisis happened. And I, I took a few 360 shots um, from uh, the sort of Glencoe area and sent them down to the team for them to try an igloo. And it's, it's just wonderful to be able to share that sort of um, imagery in 360. Yeah. That's really interesting. Do you have any further examples um, of, of the imagery thing? Yeah, I mean, it's, people don't realize just how easy it is to capture 360 images. Um, you know, you can, I don't know if it's still in the, in the app, but I remember if, even a few years ago, I was using the Google uh, Maps or Google Street View app to just capture 360 images. It stitches it all together. Um, and now, you know, uh, what, a 360 camera? There's the new uh, uh, Insta360 One uh, R. I just got that. It's about a three or four hundred pound camera. It's pretty seamless. It just takes really good images, uh, images that are good enough for these huge screens that we have at Igloo. Uh, and, and likewise with the commode, I took those images in Glencoe with um, the DJI um, uh, Mavic 2 Pro. And it's, it's, again, it's a reasonably consumer drone. It's quite a high-end consumer, but it is a consumer drone. And you just literally press one button and it will capture a 360 image and stitch it for you. And you know that can go straight into a headset or straight into an Igloo. We're seeing a huge explosion in content and it's, it's amazing to see compared to what four or five years ago. Do you have any like favorite examples of pieces of content? Um, yeah, really just, you know, that, that, that game wonder, you, you know, you, you don't realize what happens when you, you go to a place that you, you visited in your childhood, you're not going to necessarily see it again, but when you see it, you know, the, the nostalgia it brings forward and the, all those positive feelings that you get from, from seeing something, or even if it's you know triggering memories from here or there, um, it's it's not the content itself all the time. It, it's what it kind of brings up within you emotionally, and, and it's it it does happen in a standard image. But when you're stood there in the 360 environment, it it just it almost amplifies every emotion. If it's a horror game, it's it's amazingly scary. But if it's like a a nostalgic scene, you know, it's going to amplify that as well, and and it's really powerful. And it provides some interesting, compelling content as well um yeah yeah um i just trying try to think of some recent <coughs> things which i've done which were really interesting um nothing comes to mind honestly I've, I've been playing a lot of animal crossing um oh, as non-vr yeah. as that is this is a very fun game yeah my fiance just got that as well i find a game that she'd really enjoy and uh, she's become one of those uh, animal crossing addicts has she is, uh, has she found the yeah, tarantula you... island no, but we saw about it on a YouTuber's channel. He, he had a jars or whatever full of tarantulas. Um, are you doing the? Uh, are you cheating using the time zone trick or not? No, not yet. Um, mm. I'm actually um, just uh, chilling and just going at my yeah. own pace. Uh, sometimes I don't touch it for a few days. Other times I just play it for a long time because I'm also I've, been playing have... Final Fantasy too, and that's been taking up okay, some of yeah. my evenings. I have been tempted by Animal Crossing. I've never really been interested in the, in the, uh, in the franchise or whatever, but, um, you know, I used to play a lot of Minecraft as, like quite peacefully with, with friends. And, uh, you know, I love not necessarily the gameplay, but it's when you're with lots of people and you're just sort of messing around with mods and stuff. And I kind of get the impression that Animal Crossing feels very similar. I can't get past the, the noises though. The, 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 you know, the... Really yeah, it annoys my, uh, my partner as well because when she hears the noises, she goes like, "What? What is? What is this?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it is annoying sounds. That's all that game design, and with a lot of VR yeah. stuff, it feeds into game design as well. 
Yeah, it does. And I think it's amazing how things have evolved. You know, we're seeing lots and lots of different movement uh, techniques. Um, there's a great game called In Death. I think it's called it's. Uh, I mm. think I'm not sure what the studio is, but it's an uh, Icelandic game, I think. And um, you, instead of, you know, you've got the normal teleport system where you sort of press forward and you'll teleport to a new place to try and get rid of some of that motion sickness. Uh, but you actually have like a shard in your hand and you throw the shard and wherever it lands is where you teleport to. Uh, and you, you, know, you can be quite fancy with it. You know, you can throw it and then you can pull out your bow and arrow as it's moving through the air and, and line up a shot because you know where you're going to land. And then as soon as you teleport to it, you, you shoot. And it's, you can, it's amazing to see the, the evolution of these brand new uh, sort of movement uh, systems uh, that people are experiment, experimenting with. And as I said, you know, these are becoming you know, tried and tested now, and it's just making games improve, but not, not only games, but you know, we, for example, uh, we, we use VR headsets for uh, VR spec, uh, sorry, v, uh, Igloo Showroom it's called, and it's, mm. it's just simply our products in VR space, but we're using all the same movement techniques um, to view our products in, in VR. So, you know, it's literally a, a virtual showroom of our products, and we're using these games techniques to, um, to show the products. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, that kind of showroom stuff, I find it interesting. I also, if, as far as I can say, do some like training as well with, uh, Igloo too. Yeah. You know, it's, <coughs> sorry. Yeah. It's, it's, um, you know, there's VR training is, is obviously a great application of training. Now, when you've got training, which is sort of familiar as a familiarization with, with certain environments. And for example, we're doing a lot of training where, you know, someone has to complete a task or something like that. And, and the trouble is with, with training in headsets sometimes, it's, it's difficult to monitor it. Um, you know, uh, we've worked with lots of different companies where they need to monitor the person physically um, and, and watch what they're doing. And, and a lot of the time, most of, of people's reaction is happening on their face and, and in their eyes. So you can, you can see whether someone is understanding something or not, mm. if they're looking confused or if they're looking afraid or all these different emotions. Essentially, you know, they, they say... Uh, What's the saying? The eyes are the window to the soul or something like that. If you're covering yeah. them, those up with a heads, it's very difficult to, to do this traditional training and get the most out of it. Um, so, you know, that's, that's where those two um, technologies converge again, where you've got one activity happening and lots of different ways that you can improve that or change that. Yeah. That's a really interesting point on like um, vision and how vision is super important. Um, I just find it, Designing for these experiences must be so difficult. Uh, I, if, as far as I understand, you guys use Unity primarily to design stuff. Yeah, so we have um, so we have plugins uh, that work with Unreal or with Unity, and 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 anything that sort of you know sometimes you have some standalone things that we've also integrated as well. But essentially, anything that's built in Unity or Unreal, we have camera packages which you can import into the project, uh, which will then essentially mean that you're rendering the 360, which will work properly with an igloo. Um, and in anything that's built in those systems will, will work if, if they've been properly integrated, which is really just dropping in, um, our integration package. Um, and once you've done that, it just, it will just work. Um, cool. Um, yeah, that's, I like the integration of the tech and just how it's incorporated. It's just so smart. Um, was, were these plugins designed internally in Igloo? Yeah, I mean, a lot of the time, a lot of, you know, as a small company, we're growing fast. Um, 
And a lot of what we're doing is, is actually what, once we need to deliver a project, we've, we've created this thing. Uh, and then that, that then grows and grows. And just like a lot of time, you know, innovation drives is driven by necessity a lot of the time. So we're, you know, now we're using these things as standard tools, uh, but they have been developed over time um, for various different applications. So they've actually become really diverse. Um, and, and now, you know, we, we're, we're reaching another phase where we're now we're going to sort of try and consolidate everything and we're getting some, some incredible tools. Um, like we've just, we've developed a web browser, which is, it's called Igloo web and it is a 360 web browser, which can, it can show any website in 360. And, and as soon as you tell someone that they're like, yeah, cool. What, why would I want to look at a web browser <laughs> 360? But I when you start that as an people, example, 360 browser <laughs> experience, that's fun. Yeah. You're like. But then you go on a website and you're like, okay, well, I've got my menus here. I don't really need it in 360. But then when you give the example of something like Pinterest, um, you load Pinterest in Igloo Web, and instead of getting some images in front of you, it literally populates the entire 360 screen at mm. the click of a button. You don't have to do anything. It just does it. And, and then you start thinking about all the other websites out there, which are sort of marginless websites that would just stretch into a space. There are literally loads of them. Uh, and it, it, it's, it's amazing. You know, you open up this whole world of content just by developing one simple little tool it's it's um it's a i think and that that applies to the whole vr industry i think it's really uh, really amazing yeah um it i just love this idea of um, necessity um leading to innovation and since you are because i mean there's so many companies in the immersive industry which are smaller companies so you make do with what you have and you progress uh, as you do don't you and the idea that there's all these smaller innovations we keep driving forward is cool, isn't it? Yeah, it absolutely is. And, and you, you find that you, you can unlock. It's a little bit like, uh, you know, I, I, I use the analogy of sort of mining. You're just, you're chopping away at, at a particular task, a certain thing, and, and then you create something. And, and much like you discovering this, uh, you know, this repository of, of amazing content, it, it, it suddenly opens up this whole world that you weren't, probably isn't what you developed the tool for, but now mm. it's become super useful. I, 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 Igloo Web is a great example of that where it was developed for a few reasons, but now you can use it for anything. A really good example is, is, is Zoom calling. You know, you just have Zoom all the way around you. It's, it's amazing. Um, and, and again, it's just, it's just finding these, these, these tools that you can use that open up huge, um, huge sort of vast quantities of content. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so much content. But yeah, um, I just, I just love the way this industry works sometimes where that's, that's what has to happen sometimes, you know? Yeah. I think we're in the early stages as well, still, even though things are, you know, not everyone has a headset, not everyone has an igloo. Um, we're getting to that point though, you know, we, we've developed a new, a uh, new product. I say product, it's, 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 it's an immersive workspace, so it become, it's a meeting room. And rather than having the 360 sort of cylindrical room uh, in your office, you actually can turn your office into an immersive space. And as soon as you start doing that, it'll, it's the equivalent of when, you know, headsets become something that you can take on and take off. I think the Quest is a really good step towards that, and the, the Oculus Go is a really good step towards that. But it, is still, it still feels like effort to, to get into that space. And as soon as we are at a time when you can put on a VR headset or step into an immersive room and it just sort of happens around you. Um, I think that's when things are really, really going to get amazing. And I'm, I'm, I'm so excited by it.
Oh god, I mean, we're seeing some good content already uh, on the uh, VR headsets. Uh, I, I seem to yeah. see more of it down the line. Yeah, you know, certain. I mean, I've always been really interested in field of view because you know everyone gets this sense when you put on a headset, it's it's slightly disappointing that you can't see all around you. Um, and I, I, I've heard anyway. Whenever I talk to people about field of view, they they don't actually talk about it as if it's an important thing. So maybe it isn't. Um, but I'm I'm I can't wait to to you know experience those environments when there is really no boundary around you and you kind of do have this sort of focal area in the middle of the the vr headset where you you are just concentrating on it. and you do learn to ignore that that sort of black space around you but i i can't imagine how how much presence you're going to get when the weight comes off the headset and the field of view opens right up and whatever else people are going to invent that no one, no one can think of yet you know it's, it's always those innovations isn't it that blows it blow everyone's mind yeah there's always those kinds of things which kind of do extraordinarily well. And yeah. I do I do want to see the kinds of experience that comes out once there's more freedom, you know, when there's more um, people can wander around a lot more um, if they have the space. A lot of people, if they are based in cities, don't have the space for big experiences, though. And they are more constrained, which is one limiting factor. Yeah, no, for sure. But also, I suppose you could flip that on its head and say that those people could also you know, maybe experience environments that may be more peaceful to them uh, in that tiny space. So it, there's still benefits to those people, but you're, you're absolutely right. It's, it's difficult to use the, um, the kind of, you know, the, the room scale technology if you don't have a, like a large scale room. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, I just worry about um, the number of people who can try out VR because of those limiting factors. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. And I think that there, there are some other sort of innovations that, um, for example, I think, I'm, I'm not sure if it's YouTube's um, sort of, uh, if, if it's their own platform, but their VR 180, um, it was a, what, a year or so ago, maybe a little bit longer that I started hearing everyone talk about VR 180. And it seems to be compressing all of the content actually into a 180 space. Um, yeah, but so, it's also, the reason why they did that is because stats showed that people only really looked in front of them anyway. Exactly. They don't look yeah, behind them. Exactly. Yeah, and all that rendering power that's, you know, that's creating this, this big 4K uh, video or even 8K video, and if it's all behind them, you know, that's a lot of processing power that's being used that you're not actually making any use of. So it, as soon as I saw, I, I, it, the first time I, that Google Cardboard blew my mind was actually when I watched um, a bit of you are, uh, sorry, uh, YouTube VR 180 content, and I was like, yeah, no, this is it. This is way better. Um, I don't need to look behind me because... Um, it's, it's all happening in front of me. And obviously the content is designed to be compelling in that way. So there's no need to have anything behind you. Yeah. Um, which means you could just have a focus in a particular area. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it did always feel a little bit uncomfortable using a phone in a, in a, I'm glad we're sort of past that because you know, it uses a lot of power of your phone. Uh, it was, it's difficult to turn off notifications. So whenever I'd show anyone something, it always, they'd be like, I don't know what I'm looking at. And I'd open yeah. my phone and it, it was telling me that, I don't know, the volume had gone up or something silly like that. Um, yeah. So, you know, when I, I first got, I, I've already talked about the Oculus Go, but when I first got that, I really thought that that was, that was the device. Um, but then since, you know, battery life on that, on that device, you know, it's been a bit of a problem. So I don't, I still don't think we're there yet. And I think AR is another really interesting 
um, discussion. I've not yet seen anything on a consumer level that's really made me think that as a headset, that the AR is usable for the for the average person. I think we're there with VR. You know, you can you can. I think the Oculus Go is 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 around 100 150 pounds, something like that. Um, so that's mm. the sort of a, a, attainable for someone who's interested in it. Um, yeah, but that's more for watching movies and small games. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you've got, I mean, you've got all the social, um, the social elements too. I've not really, I always find it very strange when I'm in a VR game and then someone starts talking to me. I always, I, I'm not, I'm not there yet. I can't, I can't be comfortable with it. There's a few mm. games that I've, uh, um, that I've played where, you know, it'd be table tennis with someone and you can put your thumb up and you can sort of talk with people but I find that quite jarring. Um, I didn't even realize my Oculus had a microphone on it for a long time. So everyone I was in a game with was listening, listening to my conversation with my, uh, with my partner without me even realizing that there was a mic in it. Um, of course there is. I don't know why I didn't realize. But, um, I've, I've made that yeah. mistake before. It's very entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, I guess we're reaching the end of this. Um, I, I guess one question I want to ask you is, um, you have so many opinions when it comes to what makes great um, VR content. So if you had to design your perfect VR game, what would it look like? Hmm. I don't know. I, it's very difficult because the games I tend to play um, have an element of like, real friction to it. It's either a bit of, a, a bit of violence or it's a bit of horror or it's, it's, it's like the, and I really love the ones with these big movement abilities, but I don't like the games that are realistic. I prefer it when there is um, a kind of, you know, you're killing robots or you're, um, you're being attacked by zombies. I really don't want to see us get to a point where we're creating games like Grand Theft Auto in VR. I think Grand Theft Auto is a great game, but I, I don't think that that belongs in VR. VR I is completely too agree good. Because it's designed yeah. well for the consoles, not designed for VR. So you want a game which is designed for VR. Yeah, I want a game that's designed in a way that um, that it's not too much for people to take on. You know, I'm quite, I've, I consider myself to be quite self-aware. I tend to try things out knowing full well uh, what it's going to do to me. And a lot of people play games without that awareness. Uh, and, and for example, there, there have been quite violent games that I've tried to play and then I've had dreams afterwards and I've been like, right, okay, that's, that's doing something very strange to me that's making me think about all these different things in a in a in a way that probably doesn't belong in a game and that's why i think that if we're creating these games and the robot based games um and the i don't know the the, the games that are slightly unreal like I, grand theft auto and games like that are in, set in very real environments and i feel like you know vr is maybe just a creates a little bit too much presence for that um so my perfect game would be loads of fun, loads of action, loads of movement that I don't have in real life. So loads of flying and big jumping and wall running. Um, and I love loads of like movement because the other thing about VR is it's really, it's actually really good for you. The, I'm always at my healthiest. It's, it's hilarious. I'm always at my healthiest when I'm using my VR headset uh, for, for a binge, you know, maybe two or three months I'll be playing like, there's a great game called Box VR. I love that game. It's just, it's like Beat Saber, but it's boxing. So um, I, those are what I really, really love. Um, the kind of positive, um, effect games. And I'd, I'd want more, much, much more of that, please. So potentially something more like a fitness type game. I, yeah, I think. And, and when I say that, I'm not looking at it for myself. I'm looking at what, what is going to really invigorate the industry. You know, 
take the Nintendo Wii, for example. Wii Fit is a, the reason why a lot of people who weren't already fans of Nintendo actually started getting involved with yeah. the Yeah, uh, I remember that Wii. being you'd panned when it was announced as well. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's those sorts of things, though, that really connect with the average person. And, you know, a really good example of this type of thing is, you know, everyone used to laugh at everyone for playing World of Warcraft. Meanwhile, everyone sat playing Farmville which is essentially the same kind of game. It's just, you know, everyone was on Facebook playing Farmville, going, oh, look at all these people spending their lives playing World of Warcraft, um, not realizing that they're just playing the same game in terms of its mechanics and what it's, what it's actually making you enjoy. And I think once we create uh, games that, that, um, that will, you know, get people moving, get people into new spaces and, you know, and, and take the older generation who aren't familiar with these sorts of things, if you can put them into... You know, you can literally take them to the street that they were born in. Or, well, not say born in, you know what I mean, that they grew up on. And, and they can just sit there and have a look around. Um, that's really powerful stuff. And it, it's that kind of thing I really, really want to see from VR. And that also applies, I mean, obviously, what I do day to day at Igloo, we're looking at much more practical uses. Um, you know, how is this going to help someone? How is this going to, you know, make their training safer? That sort of thing is what we're looking at. And it, it does all come to the same thing. It's just what are the really like useful practical uses for VR and also what sort of fun can we have at the same time? Those are what I'm really interested in. Really good. Um, that's a good answer as well. Um, anyway, thank you so much, Johnny. Um, do you have any um, final words before we uh, part ways with this podcast? Really just, you know, it, um, based around the time that we're having a big thanks to uh, all of the uh, key workers out there who are just keeping going uh, and a oh, shout out sure. to everyone. Yeah. yeah. A shout out to everyone at Igloo as well. You know, it's, it's a difficult time for everyone and we're all stuck at home. I haven't seen any of my colleagues uh, apart from on, you know, calls and things like that. So uh, shout out to all those people. Yeah, lonely time, lonely time. Um, yeah. But uh, thank you so much for joining the call. Uh, not cool, sorry, podcast. We, we, we record on <laughs> Zoom. I think everyone else records on Zoom as well. And yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, thank you so much for joining. Um, if you'd like to subscribe to Virtual Perceptions, you may go on the Virtual Perceptions website. If you want to hear more about what Johnny does, you can find him on Igloo. Uh, what is uh, Igloo's official website? That's igloovision.com. And if, if anyone's interested in the photography I do, it's quite simply Johnny Keeley Photo, um, at Johnny Keeley Photo on Instagram. Um, so yeah, come say hi. Fantastic. Thank you so much, everyone. And I hope to see you all at some point in the future. Take care.